Indeed, there is nothing like the presence of the Lord. Father, we bless your holy name this evening. We worship you. We adore you because you are good, you are kind. There is no one like you. There is no one besides you. All we want is to be with you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I just want to take this song. Miracle Walker. Pastor with, I say thank you. Um, today we'll be looking at um, some few things that bothers in um, every man's life. But before we proceed, I would like to us to take the um, Bible affirmation. As, um, as projected, why sit I just lift up your Bibles and just say, uh, let's read it together at the count of two. One, two. This is my Bible. It is God's daring and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have his words in my heart 
that might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and do it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head by diligent study. Store it in my heart by memorization and meditation. Show it in my life by doing its teachings. And sow it in my world by being a witness. Hereafter, I'll never be the same. Never, never, ever. In the name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, this is family month. And um, we've been so blessed, richly blessed by lots of teachings uh, so far. So it's been awesome, insightful. The exposition has been fantastic. And I believe that we are going to run with the truth we have received thus far. And um, there will be transformation in our lives and our homes and in all our affairs in the name of Jesus. Um, this is the third leg of this um, midweek service. The first was taken by Mama. Reverend Edith, she talked on finding your purpose in the family, followed by Pastor Sam. He talked on winning through godly character. And I want to know, I know that um, it was really an impactful session because at least I watched online. And um, I know that we've received a lot of fruit. And this evening is not going to be an exception. My prayer is that um, we run with the truth. In the name of Jesus. Today we're looking at um, forgiveness and healing. Forgiveness and healing. It's a very sensitive topic. Sensitive in the sense that um, it's, a, it's very pivotal in our relationship in the home, in our relationship with our spouses, our children, Loved ones especially. Because hardly will you quarrel with somebody who is outside of your home. It is when we are together and we have um, relationship and we have interaction that we often have reason to offend ourselves. But we've seen that um, in the course of at least growing up up to now, a lot of families have been disjointed. A lot of homes have been scattered. A lot of issues have been raised in relationship that you begin to wonder what the problem is. And like Pastor, our Pastor Shola, then he preached the other time. He talked on those all love hearts. And you see that a lot of times is when you have interaction with somebody, like he said, that you have reason to offend. But should it be so? Should it be so? So we're going to look at some scriptures um, as our text. The first text I have there, I'm, I'm not going to read everything. Luke 17, 1 to 4, if you're jotting, and it's important that you jot. If you have your phone or a tab, take notes. Very, very important. Because this brain is not for storage. Luke 17, 1 to 4, Exodus 15, 26, Matthew 6, 14 to 15, Ephesians 4, 32, Matthew 5, 43 to 45. Let me quickly read Matthew 4, 43 to 45. It says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of your father in heaven for he makes his son rise on evil and on the good and send rain on the just and on the unjust exodus fifteen twenty six, and he said if you diligently hear the voice of the lord your god and do what is right in his sight give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes." I will put none of the disease on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. As the song we sang went, 
we can see that it's only God that can actually bring about true healing. To these facts, I would like to look at definitions of forgiveness and healing. Forgiveness in the Bible is to release someone from bondage or imprisonment. It means to pardon sins and to let go of the offender. Healing, as stated, is, it starts when you forgive whoever hurts you as you forgive. God steps in and expedites the healing process as you obey him. So you see that healing is inched on obedience to God. From the scripture we read in Exodus 15, 26, and what I just read out. Healing is what? Inched on what? Obedience to God. We are not going to mince words because we're going to look at the truth and we're going to align ourselves to the truth. Because the Bible says, forever, O oh Lord, the world is settled in heaven. Is that what Psalm 1189 says? So we, are, the, we can't shift the word. John 10, 35 says that what? It says that the scripture cannot be broken. So it is us that we have to align ourselves back to the word. Luke 17.1 says, it is not me that said it all, so that we listen very well. Then he said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. How many of us have been hurt here? Have ever been hurt? Ah, ah, ah. I first to spirit cocoa people day here. How many of us have ever been hurt in this church? I have been hurt. How many of us have ever hurt anybody? I have. <laughs> That's the truth. And Jesus himself said so, that it is impossible, offenses will come. But the problem is, don't let it linger to the state at which it will now become a hurt that will cause a wound or that will begin to cause irreconcilable differences. So, why is forgiveness necessary? Number one, Jesus Christ said so. From the scripture we read in Matthew 5, 43 to 45. Because if you don't forgive, you will not have any reason to pray for those who ought you. So, let's take that one. I want to quickly read something here. I got it from, I called it from a particular book. It says, God is life. And this life principle is flowing through you this moment. God loves to express himself as harmony, peace, beauty, joy, abundance through you. This is called the will of God. If you set up resistance in your mind to the flow of life through you, this emotional congestion will get snared up in your spirit and cause all kinds of negative conditions. God has nothing to do with unhappy or chaotic conditions in the world. Man's negative and destructive thinking brings about all these conditions. Therefore, it is silly to blame God for your trouble or sicknesses. Many persons habitually set up mental resistance to the flow of life by accusing and reproaching God for sin, sickness, and suffering of mankind. Others cast the blame on God for their pains, aches, loss of loved ones, personal tragedies, and accidents. They are angry at God, and they believe he is responsible for their mystery. As long as people entertain such negative concepts about God, they will experience the automatic negative reactions from their minds. Actually, such people do not know that they are punishing themselves. They must see the truth, find release, and give up all condemnation, resentment, and anger against anyone or any power outside themselves. Otherwise, they cannot go forward in a healthy, happy, or creative activity. The minute these people entertain the God of love in their minds and hearts, and when they believe that God is their loving Father who watches over them, cares for them, guides them, sustains and strengthens them, this concept and belief of God 
or the life principle will be accepted by their mind and they will find themselves blessed in countless ways. Oftentimes, we alter ourselves and we bruise love. And don't forget, 1 John 4, 8 says that God is love. If you look into the word of God in 1 Corinthians 13, you will see from verse 4 to 8, you will see the nature of the God that is love there. Because it spells out what love is. And you'll be amazed that if we can actually work within this context, we will not find odds as hearts. You know, after the service that day, my husband told me of a particular couple that Apostle was asking, now asking them that, don't your husband ought your wife? And, you know, that the response of the wife was that, I don't even see it at heart. Are you getting it? And, you know, when I heard that, I said, truly, that's the way we should relate. Because if you look at it very well, as much as you're claiming that people are hurting you, you are hurting somebody else too. If you keep operating on that platform of, I will not forgive, then that means you don't deserve forgiveness from somebody else. That's the truth. So in as much as God, who is our, our image, and God, who is the nature in us, and our, are you getting it? We need to live out that nature. We need to do what? Live out that nature. So anything short of that, is not of God. Amen? That's the truth. It's not of God. So that means that, like somebody said, I will forgive my husband in advance. You begin to wonder, is that practicable? But see, by the time we release our minds and our hearts from all these things that easily beset us, we'll be amazed at the fantastic life we will live and the fantastic relationship we will have. We are, we are called to quickly and easily forgive. If you walk in the principle of God, it will be easy for you to forgive. Amen? And don't forget that healing is, you know, is hinged on obedience to the word of God. Our healing is predicated on our obedience. If you refuse to forgive others, healing will not come. Instead, you will continue to live a broken, unforgiving, and empty life. Have you ever seen somebody wounded? And the person now chose that I'm not going to treat this wound. I'm going to keep going up and down with the wound. How embarrassing and irritating would that be? There's an open wound. And the person keeps going up and down with the open wound. Even if he's not embarrassed of himself or herself, people will be embarrassed for him. And people will become irritable, you understand, when they are around the person. So why are we going up and down with open wounds? Why are we going up and down with open wounds? Somebody hurts you. And you have, you have decided, I'm not going to forgive this person. If you're going about a, a wound, open wound, and you're not attending to that wound, you're not treating it, and you leave it exposed to gems and all sorts, will that wound heal quickly? What will happen to that wound? It will degenerate. It will, be, it will keep decaying and decaying. God forbid... We don't have people like that here. If you see somebody suffering with diabetes and there's a wound on the leg of that person, you will feel for the person. So why have we, why have we decided to have wounds in our hearts and we have chosen to go about with it? Is it a sign of spiritual growth? Or is it mere ignorance? My prayer today is that you will know the truth that makes a man free indeed today. In the name of Jesus. Our destinies are too precious for us to 
keep living a life based on hearts. Somebody hurts me, I will not forgive. This person hurts me, I will not forgive. How many baggage do you want to carry? How many? To run on your own, you need grace of God. Talk less of you now carrying baggages. And you want to gain speed in life. Naturally, the speed, the progress of that person will be hindered. And a lot of times, you know, we, we are so pressured, not because God, not because of evil situations, it's because we have chosen to be pressured. Because there's a way of escape, and we have refused to embrace it. For the purpose of this teaching, there are, you know, three levels, three forms of forgiveness. We have you forgiving others. You have you forgiving yourself. And you have you seeking God for forgiveness. Do you know that the address of the three is you forgiving yourself? The address of the three is you forgiving yourself. Because oftentimes the devil knows that there is something great about you and he wants to put you down. Have you done a hurt? Or have you hurt somebody? Or have you done something wrong? Have you ever, have you done it? I read of a story of somebody who killed the brother out of anger because he saw the brother in bed with his wife. And he killed the brother out of anger. He had to serve some times in the prison. And when he came back, he repented. He said that thing haunted him for a long time. Can you imagine such? It haunted him for a very long time. But thank God, eventually he met with a pastor. And he was yielded. And he gave his life to Christ. And he began a new life. See, when you are born unforgiveness, you are destroying your spirits and your physical being. Your emotions are, will be shattered. How, how can you imagine that man remembering such, even after repentance? You know, there are some things that forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not amnesia. You will always remember. But the beautiful thing is that the wound has healed. It can only be then the scar. But the wound has been healed. Forgiveness is not a measure. Forgiveness is not assuming it did not happen. The incident happened. But how do you think that guy will be feeling? How will he be able to handle things in life? I wonder how he'll be able to forgive himself. So there are some things we do. It is said that don't take a major decision in a, in a short um, emotional situation. If he had actually allowed such pass, yes, people would have called him, you're stupid, you're, 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 me, you're, you're not so wise, you're not this. You. People are going to talk. But the thing is that, are you going to be bothered about what people are going to say? Or you are concerned about what God says? That you should forgive according to that Matthew 5, 43 to 45 we read. Until we learn to submit ourselves to the will of God, we will not be able to forgive. It is not easy to forgive. I must tell you, when somebody hurts you and just slander you or somebody just talk carelessly to you, it is easy to forgive. But some, when somebody slander you, maybe in the international media or something, or maybe somebody rapes somebody, my friend, it takes grace for that person to forgive. And that's why we say, let's embrace this God of love. Let the love of Christ prevail in our hearts so that we'll be able to release so many things from our hearts. 
Praise the Lord. I hope, because everybody's quiet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Forgiving others, Ephesians 4.32 says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. See, it is important that um, we make progress in life. You know, I think it was Apostle that said, an elderly person says, as you grow older in life, it's important that you make more friends than enemies. Are we guessing it? So make more friends than what? Enemies. So if this person hurts you, you decide not to greet the person again. This person hurts you, you decide not to greet the person again. This person hurts you, you decide... You cannot operate unilaterally. Because we are not created us. We are relational beings. I know a lot of people, some things are going through our minds. Even while preparing this, a lot of things went through my mind. And I looked at myself, okay, have you actually forgiven too? And I recall, I said, well, I'm making progress. <laughs> Because forgiveness, reconciliation, and restoration is not easy. It takes a while. Yeah, some people might say, forgive. Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. It's not easy like that. Recently, I started doing some things to some people, giving gifts, you know, doing so many things. And somebody said, that is good. Give them gifts so that they will know that things have changed. Ah! And I quickly told the person, I said, No. I'm not giving gifts to those people because um, things have changed. I'm giving to them because I need to do the will of God. Are we getting the gist? And I quickly corrected that person. That, no, 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 no. That's not why. I'm giving because I have to do the will of God. And the will of God is that I should forgive and move on and bless. Praise the Lord. So the third one is that we ask God for forgiveness. For as many that are here that have not given their lives to Jesus, there's even no room for you to start talking about that grace. You must know this God of love. If you don't know him, you can't operate in love. So as many that are here that do not know Christ, today is the day of liberation that you're going to give your life to Christ. And you're going to seek him. First John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So you need to embrace this God. Very, very important. So why do I need to forgive? Holding on to resentment can soar you and keep you from finding peace. Have you ever wondered? I, I listened to the testimony of uh, Joyce Mayer. She said she, somebody actually hurt her, as in hot, hot, hot. Not the father's story now. She said one day the person has said, turn and embrace the person beside you. And she saw this woman and said, lie, lie, I won't embrace this person. That I won't. You'll be amazed that such is happening in the body of Christ. There are some fellows that won't greet themselves in church and say, no, this person has hurt me deep. I am not going to forgive and I'm not going to forget. But is, is that the sound of God? It is not. And as long as you close yourself and you say you are not going to be forgiven, you too won't receive forgiveness. That's the truth. Because as people are hurting you too, you are hurting somebody. But there's, there's, there's peace today. There's settlement in the name of Jesus. Forgiveness is an act of obedience, like I already said. Forgiveness is the way of life of God's people. Forgiveness is an act of compassion, kindness, and mercy. And forgiveness shows that we are spiritually mature. You're not giving an excuse for the mistake of that person, no. Are you getting it? 
but you are going a step higher than the person. Are we, are we together? So when you forgive, does not mean that you are silly, you are foolish, or you are weak. In fact, it shows that you are strong. Because in emotional depression and everything, if you can still find strength to forgive, that means you are, you are, you are, you are up there. Praise the Lord. So forgiveness, like I said, is not amnesia. What forgiveness is not? Forgiveness is not pretending. We don't act like the past does not exist or that a hurt did not occur. But we just are intentional that I have to do the bidding of the Lord. Forgiveness isn't a feeling, no. Forgiveness is not a feeling that I feel, I just feel like forgiving you. Forgiveness is an intentional act of faith. It's an intentional act of faith. You know, oftentimes we quote 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We say we walk by faith and not by sight. Oftentimes it's when we want to, you know, talk about the economy of Nigeria that we quote it. That no, I'm not walking by the economy of situation and things like that. But in this light too, let's quote it. We are walking by faith and not by what sights. I'm not walking by my emotion. I'm going to walk by faith in, in Christ Jesus. And he's able to help me to heal my wounds. I know of a story. I did it in one of my videos that I always do online. A lady was hurt. She, she got impregnated while she was in, in university. And the parents were pastors and they did not accept her. The mother up to now is so resentful. She doesn't allow the lady to go out. She doesn't. She, the, and the lady too has resolved and she's in a shell. True life story. She's not doing anything. She's also holding on to that child, that boy. The guy did not accept the pregnancy. Is that the way to, for her to live her destiny? Yes, she has made a mistake. She needs to forgive herself and move on. She needs to call on God who is able to heal her and restore her destiny. I hope, I hope we are getting this. Perhaps you have done something that is, you feel has left one mark in your life that cannot be erased. Please know that there is nothing God cannot change. No, no situation that God cannot change. No destiny that, can, that, that God cannot Restore. Praise the Lord. Forgiveness is not, is not a conditional thing. That if you will not start setting conditions, if this person does this, then I will forgive. If my husband buys me a car next year, I will forgive. Or if he sends his mother away, I will forgive. Or something. Don't, don't do any condition. Don't, don't set any condition. If God was to set condition, would Jesus Christ come to die for you and I? The Bible says in Romans 5, it says, while we are yet seen, God demonstrated his love towards us. While we are yet seen us, Christ died for us. So please, let's stop setting conditions for forgiveness until she calls me, until he calls me. I will not forgive until the person comes to apologize. You are the one destroying yourself. <laughs> Forgiveness is not partial. And if you read into the scripture, it says, God says that we, Jesus said, we do what? We should forgive 70 times seven. So that means it's an absolute. It's not partial. So please, when you want to forgive, Forgive totally. I know of a story of a lady. She was raped. And I, and she told me how she was able to get out of it. She was raped and she said every time she would just remember the face of this guy. And anytime she sees the face of this guy, she feels like if I see this guy, I'm going to stab him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to do this. Until she went to Jesus. The altar and the finish of our faith.
as she embraced Christ and, and confessed and told Christ her heart. Not until that did she find healing. And now, you know, after some retraction, she said she cannot even remember the face of this guy again. Because wholeness has happened. That she cannot even remember the face of, of the guy again. Before, it used to taunt Abby. Anytime she would be, she would be seeing the face of the guy, seeing the face. That now, even if the guy stands beside her, she will not even remember. She cannot even remember who the girl, the guy is. That is it. There are some things we can't do on our own. We need to um, go to Jesus. And you see that when somebody has done something wrong, it is important that you acknowledge it yourself. And if somebody has done wrong to you, acknowledge it yourself. The case study of Joseph and David, I would like to quickly share, but for time, I'll just shorten. If you look at the story of Joseph, Joseph was hurt by his brothers. What more can somebody do to you? The person wished you were dead, sold you out, went to your father to lie to your father that ah, one animal killed. But if you read into the word of God in Genesis chapter 50, you will see a Joseph. Those guys were carrying, even after they were in Egypt, you know, they are settled down in Egypt and everything. When Jacob died, they were afraid that Joseph was still going to grudge against them and do wickedness against them. But behold, they now schemed within themselves that they will go and tell, they will tell Joseph that Jacob had already said that don't do wickedness to your brother or you know, understand? Don't do wickedness to them. Can you imagine how many years they carried the hearts in their hearts for the sin they committed? And Joseph said, Ha, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Hallelujah. And just they wept, and Joseph embraced them. When somebody asks you for forgiveness, forgive. You are not God. Forgive. So that there can be healing for you as well. So that you can release them as well. For them to live their purpose and life. I don't have much time. I'm going to stop here. But let me quickly read the steps for, of forgiveness to us. There are some steps we can take to actually get through forgiveness. Acknowledge, number one, acknowledge the pain. Number two, think through things very well. Number three, imagine being on the other side. Like Joseph thought about the brothers. They were there. They were miserable all their lives. Joseph said, thought they were living. They were not living because they were still carrying the, the baggage of the harm they did to their brother. Number four, remember God's forgiveness. Jesus forgave you and I. So why can't you forgive? Are you God? Reflect on our biblical command. Which biblical command did you look into today? Matthew 5, 43 to 45. Let go of the earth. Let go. Stop carrying wounds. Fresh wound on back, down, up and down. Let the wound heal. Let the wound heal. So that you too can have respite. Continue to forgive. Because it's the nature of God. Pray for the person who hurts you. That's number eight. The acid test of true forgiveness is when you can be able to pray for the person that hurts you. And the second one is that when the person brings good news or you hear good news about the person, you are not hurt yourself. That's why it's good happening to this person that did wickedness to me. And the last one that you rejoice with the person. So, number nine, if possible, please, let's put a call through people who have hurt us today. Let's put a call through to them. Let's put a call through to them.
and don't give with a mind of revenge. Are we getting it? Romans 12, verse 19 to 21, explicitly states that to us. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So don't, don't try to reconcile and be having it at the back of your mind that I'm going to revenge. Are we getting it? Leave it to God. And let there be complete healing. Praise the Lord. I think I'm already using part of my Q&A time. I want us to just stand up. And just lift up our voices unto the Lord. You know who has hurt you. You know who you have hurt. Let's pray unto the Lord. Let's pray in the spirit of God. Ask God for forgiveness. And ask for God for grace to extend forgiveness as well. Masi toko bragadaba shantaraba. Zete zeke bragadabo shatabrada santa. Zetoko bragadaba shantere baba baba. It's not by power, it's not by might. It's going to be by the Spirit of God. Like I said, there are some hearts that are just, you know, scratched on your body. There are some hearts that are actually, were actually dagger, that pierced through your heart. Release now. Ask God for a release. That you can live your destiny according to the will of God. Ask God for empowerment and grace. Your parents ought you. Yes, I know. Ah, Pastor Moju, I can't understand. This heart is deep. Yes, I know. And God knows. Oh, Zete teke kerebo zopro kurobo shata. Ma zeto kobra garaba shanta de basata. Zeke keke keke kobra garaba shanta de basanta. Ma zeto kobro kurobo shata. Ah, Pastor Modua, he abandoned me with a child and went away. I know, God knows too. But release him so that you can move forward. Ma zeto kaliba shanta rababababasato kurebo shata. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, enable us. Holy Spirit, our comforter. Holy Spirit, our helper. Release unto us fresh oil. The Bible says in Isaiah 10, 27, it says, and the yoke will be taken off their neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Today there's a release. The anointing of the Lord is upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit is upon you to cause a release in the name of Jesus. The yoke is broken. The burden is lifted. Go and make peace. And let the peace of the Lord that transcends all understanding continue to guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. As many that are here that do not know the Lord, you know, I said it, that the third form is for you to ask for forgiveness from God. As many that needs to, need, that needs to forgive, you know, you know, <laughs> See, while preparing for this thing, when I, when I got the, the, what's it called? Um, the outline or the notices I was going to preach on this. I said, this is a setup by God for me. If you are there, you, you know you need the grace to forgive and you want God to forgive you. Come to the altar. Come to the altar. 
Holy Spirit, take over. You know that you need to forgive somebody or you need forgiveness. Come to the altar. It is time for you to let go. You can't carry this for a long time. For how long do you want to carry open wounds about so that flies and bacteria can come upon it? Your life is too beautiful for that. There is healing for you as you have come to the altar of God. You have not come to meet with man, but with God. And it's the Holy Spirit that can heal you. And we are going to cry unto the Lord. As many that are in the congregation, stretch your hands towards them. And pray that the anointing of the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit, will break every hold. Destroy every yoke in the lives of these ones. These ones are released. They are fulfilling purpose and destiny. There's healing for you today. Receive the grace. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Your life is too precious. Zatonde i kabado soto keri bashata bragade zotoko bragada sata. Mesete kekeke pro soto koko 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 kaka sata. You know, there's what we call unilateral forgiveness and transactional forgiveness. When Jesus was on the cross, in that pain, he said, Father, forgive them. So it's not until you call the person or you have an interaction with the person that you can forgive. You can on your own unilaterally say, I forgive. And if there's anybody who is angry with the dead here, somebody is, has passed and you are still angry, with what the person has done to you. You don't need this baggage. The person has passed. Receive the healing of God right now. Receive the healing of God right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Please don't be hungry with the dead. There's life eternal. Jesus Christ said in the book of John 14, 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And John 17, 3 says, if you believe in him, you already have life eternal. So why have any relationship with something that is past? Release the person. And move on in life. And fulfill your purpose and destiny. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed and you are healed. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may please have your seats. I think I've used my time for even the queen and hey. Please pardon me. Somebody wrote something, maybe a part of the Q and hey. He says, being in the airplane with my spouse, the hair hostess announced the plane was about to crash due to bad weather and turbulence. Next, I had my spouse ask for God for forgiveness for impregnating our maid. I was shocked beyond measure. Few minutes after, we were, we were told the plane is safe. My spouse was ashamed but never asked for my forgiveness. And the question is one, can a spouse like me, like me still forgive him or her? Number two, what do I do with our housemate? Beloved, 
already explained this thing. See, like I said, some odds are going to... See, let me give you an instance. True life story. The lady was supposed to be wedded. I think that one will solve your matter here. She was at the, in the church already, waiting for the husband to be. Two hours passed, the guy did not come. Some couple of hours passed, the guy did not show up. And the pastor was amazed that this lady did not throw trantums. She did not. The pastor said, as recorded, that she only had few tears. And she told the pastor, I had prayed. And I know that if it's happening this way, it is the will of God. How many of us can actually submit ourselves to the will of God? Submitting ourselves to the will of God is not going to be pleasant all the time. I'm getting it. We are going to have to inconvenience ourselves. We're going to have to sacrifice some things. Okay. Now, your husband under duress confessed. Let me put it that way. <laughs> because it's because he felt, ah, you could reo. You understand? He had to confess. And now the plane is safe. Can you forgive him? Number one. You know, I'm not a relationship expert. But from the scripture, I'm going to look at the pages of the scripture. And the scripture says, see, what more can happen? You know the story of Absalom and David. Absalom, out of vengeance, killed Amnon. Two good years, this guy waited. He killed Ammon. And after he had killed Ammon, he plotted against David and committed treason. Abi? Even with that, David still told Joab and the other army generals, when you see this guy, please deal gently with him for me. So when you hear David is a man after God's own heart, these are the things, oh. Are you getting it? Okay, he has committed the adultery. Is the baby is the maid still pregnant or they have committed uh, abortion? If the lady if the lady is still pregnant, please don't try abortion. No. That one is another. Absalom did was committing sin upon sin. Vengeance is the Lord. The Bible is what the forever Lord, the word of God is settled. So if the lady is pregnant and the pregnancy is intact, you are going to keep the baby. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be difficult, but it's, that's it. And for your husband, if you know you want to have another husband, you can raise up your hand and tell me that you want to have another husband. See, let me tell you, this journey of our lives is a journey of discovery. A lot of people have said, ah, I can't take this nonsense from my husband, I can't take this nonsense. They end up going to another husband and now going into hell. Are you getting the gist? Yes, this man has betrayed you. Because it's not easy to betray trust. It is a fundamental thing in the relationship. But I want to tell you, you must have a heart of forgiveness. That is what Jesus said. And that's what we are going to do. It's going to be difficult. Will I now allow the lady to be in the same house to me? Am I not? Are you getting it? Am I not? I'm getting it. So that is my submission to this matter. That is it. I can't commit. Me, I will not join them to now commit a sin against God and say the girl should go and commit abortion. I won't do it. Because I need to protect my life. But that the lady will stay in the house, the lady might not stay. But as for forgiving the guy, it will take a long time because... It's a process. It's a healing process. You don't have wound today and the wound heals tomorrow. Only by the miracle of God that happens. So, you have to let go and forgive. That is my answer. Any other question?
Any other question? Okay, sir. Praise the Lord. That is a difficult challenge, right? But the truth is this. Forgiveness is not about the other party. The other party might not even be sorry. The other party might even boast about it. Like our pastor said, Jesus was on the cross. Even in the midst of that cross, some looked at him and spoke roughly to him. The Bible says he suffered the contradiction of men. Yet, before he gave up the ghost, he said, Father, forgive them. Were they sorry? No. As a matter of fact, don't expect the offended party to be sorry. Are you with me? Before you dispense forgiveness. Like she said, you have a wound. That wound needs to be healed. And you have refused to take away the bullet that created that wound. That is what unforgiveness does. It is in your interest as God's child to forgive and forgive in advance. The question I would ask that lady, if the plane had truly crashed after the confession, would you have forgiven your husband? You want to forgive him so that you can make heaven. It is still relevant today. Are you following me? The man might be too ashamed to say he's sorry. It's also for her to take the burden upon her, maybe in prayer, in seeking their spiritual heads counsel to ensure that you help him because that guy is not correct. Something is missing in him. And until he comes to the point of acknowledging his error and asking the lady for forgiveness, he will still, it's another part of him that will be manifesting, not him, because he's opening the door for the devil to exert over him. He confessed because he wanted to go to heaven, Abby, but he couldn't say he's sorry to the person that he has betrayed. And even beyond that, it's not even about the woman, because God is the first witness to any marital contract. So he also needs to go to God. Are, are you following me? Somebody will now say, what about the woman? The truth is this. The maid is at the discretion of the lady in the house. Remember the story of Hagar. When the angel appeared to Hagar, Hagar said she was running away from home because the woman of the house treated her badly. Was it not? She was right, right? She wasn't well treated. So, she reacted by leaving the house with her pregnancy. But the angel met her and said, listen, go back and submit yourself. To who? To who? To Sarah. He said, go back, submit yourself to your mistress. Not even to Abraham. They took advantage of her. True. But the truth is this. God will not break his principle. When she gets back to the house, or if she's in the house, she submits. If the woman of the house says, go, let the man better help her to go. Are you with me? Until she decides on the child. Look, look there's a classical case in the Bible. The story that I've referred to, Abraham, Haggai, and Sarah. You see, I don't know. I, I tend to think that God defers to the woman in those things. He told Abraham, do as your wife has said. Even when Abraham didn't want to do it, and he had grounds not to do it, but God said, do as she has said. So the more reason why the man should be very apologetic, don't take, away the preg don't take out the pregnancy, let the lady deliver the child. If she's willing to release the child, Bring the child to the house. Yes, it's difficult. But I'm telling you the truth. That is the path to healing and health in that family. God bless you. Thank you. I want to believe. Do we have anybody who has not given their life to Christ here? That's the first step. Is there anybody here? You have not given your life to Jesus. You have not given your life to Jesus. I'll minister to you where you are seated. I know my people in children's church. Father, we thank you for the life of this child. She has acknowledged that she wants you to be our Lord and Savior. Father, 
forgive her sins, heal her, and restore her. As she has committed today, she will never look back. Jesus is Lord forever over your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Everlasting God, will thank you for this opportunity to minister. And we thank you because the Spirit of God has taken over and there's complete healing and restoration in Jesus' name. Amen.